Well, good morning and welcome to South Park Online Church. Um, it is great to be with you this morning. My name is Lindsay Rich. I'm one of the pastors here, and it is great to all be together, um, even if virtually. Right? There is a lot that's hard right now, but um, there is also a lot that's good, um, including being able to gather together online just like this. Um, if you are joining us live, I want to invite you to use the chat features that are on the website where you're watching us. Um, the whole staff team is here and we are ready to chat with you um, online. So um, I want to invite you to do that. Also, if you are able to join us every weekday at 109, we also are doing some fireside chats where someone from the staff team gets on and shares just a bit of encouragement. Um, just to have a bit of hope in the midst of a really difficult time in our world. Um, so not only are we doing fireside chats on weekdays at 109, but there are a lot of other things that are going on in the week. Um, our life groups are still continuing to meet. Um, I got an email from our knitting group that they met virtually on Zoom this week as well. Um, we have a Tuesday morning prayer breakfast that is not meeting to eat breakfast, but they are doing a conference call um, where everybody's calling in to do a short devotion and then to pray together. So there are a lot of opportunities to get connected with people. So if you are not plugged into a small group of people that is connecting virtually um, while we're not meeting in the theater and you want to be I would love for you to email me um, I'm Lindsay Rich you can find me on the website just shoot me an email and I want to help you get connected to people while we are physically apart so that we can stay um, connected because the truth is that um, even though we aren't meeting our mission continues and the the life and the ministry that we are called to do is carrying on and we want you to be a part of that uh, because we believe that even in the face of a pandemic, that there is life to be found. We talk a lot about life to the full. And so we are talking about what does it look like to find life in the midst of some really hard things. So there are a lot of ways for you to participate and get involved with that. Um, you know, one of the other ways that you can get connected or stay connected with the mission of this um, community is through your giving. So obviously when we aren't meeting together physically, you can't just put a check um, in our box for the offering, but we um, rely on your giving and your generosity to carry on the ministry of this community. And so there is a place for you to give right on our website. You can click on the button and you can give your tithes and your offerings there. Um, and if you mail us a check to the church, we also will still be able to get those. So you can go again to our website and get the mailing address and you can mail money in that way as well. Um, thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for continuing to be the church um, because we are still meeting even if it's not in person and we are carrying on with the life and the ministry that the Lord has given us to do. Um, so, so glad that you are here. Um, and I want to invite you now to join us for a time of singing and of worship together. Uh, Dr. Katie Ann McCarty is going to be leading us now in um, a song of traditional worship. So will you join us in that?
invite you to join me in a time of prayer now all together. And the way that I want to do this is I'm going to pray a prayer for all of us. And then at the end of my prayer, I'm going to invite you to join me in praying all together the Lord's Prayer. So this is something that we do every week in our traditional service. Um, and I thought that it would be great for us all to pray out loud all together at the same time, even though we aren't in the same room. So I just want to invite you to join with me in prayer now. Father, we come to you today and we thank you for technology. We thank you for the ability to gather here together, even though we aren't physically in the same room. Lord, we are grateful for um, the advancement in technology that enables us to do that. And we thank you for this community, um, South Park Church here, and for um, the way that we have friendship and that we have found connection with each other. And Lord, we are mindful today that not everyone has a place that they feel that they belong. Lord, this uh, morning we remember people who are feeling lonely, especially during this time when we are um, required to stay in our homes and to not physically gather together with friends and family like we might normally be able to. And Lord, we remember people who feel isolated and who feel lonely. And Lord, we pray today for people who are getting sick from the coronavirus. Lord, people right here in our city, um, people who live in our neighborhoods, and of course, everywhere around the world in this pandemic. Lord, we especially pray for people who are um, vulnerable, who have other medical issues that might make this a more frightening um, sickness to catch. Lord, we pray for healing for people who have caught this virus. Lord, we ask that people would get well. And Lord, we pray for the doctors and the nurses and the medical technicians and the janitors who are cleaning hospitals and all of the people who are working in environments where they are surrounded by a lot of people and um, a high concentration of people who are infected with the coronavirus. And Lord, we thank you for them. We thank you for their willingness to step into these places to care for people. And we ask that you would protect them. We ask that you would give them strength physically to care for people. We ask that you would give them strength emotionally, um, to carry on going into work and to support people physically and emotionally and spiritually who they're caring for. God, we ask that you would continue to raise up helpers, um, that you would raise up people who are filled with compassion, who would move and to care for people um, who are either isolated and who are um, unable to go out and about, people who are physically ill, people who are lonely, um, people who are anxious or nervous about the coming days and weeks and what might unfold with that. Lord, we ask that you would help us to be an encouragement to each other. Lord, we pray that neighbors would call on neighbors and just check in and see how they're doing. Lord, we ask, especially for us, for this community here at South Park, Lord, that you would raise us up as your hands and your feet, that we would care for people who are hurting and who are afraid and who are lonely and who are sick. Lord, we ask that we would follow the model of Jesus in the way that you cared for people, in the way that you loved people, and in the way that you loved us. So God, we ask that you would help us to love our neighbors and love one another in the way that you have loved us. Lord, we pray um, for all of the um, places where there is fear and where there are people who are hurting and people who are lonely. 
And Lord, we recognize that in the face of the coronavirus spreading, that um, this sometimes takes up a lot or all of the attention and the news cycles and stuff. But Lord, there are still people who are hurting and who are living on the edges um, who always do, people who are vulnerable, people who are living in poverty, people who have always been um, having food insecurity or housing insecurity, and that this um, pandemic exacerbates and makes those things worse. Lord, we, we recognize that there are people who are still living in fear of war, um, who are experiencing um, even like life stuff, tornadoes that come through and the earth um, and the storms, the snowstorms that were coming in the Northeast. And Lord, we just recognize that there are still so many places and ways that people are longing to see you break in. And so God, we pray for you to break in. And Lord, we ask um, once again that you would raise people up in your church who will bear your name, who will take the message of the kingdom and will bring it forward. Lord, we ask that you would use us to proclaim the name of Jesus, that Jesus would be lifted high and that you would draw people to yourself. So God, we ask that you would stir within us, that you would help us, Lord, to um, see you more clearly, that we would understand more of who you are in this time. And we thank you that you are a God who is not far off, but that you are with us, that you are present, that you live in us, that you um, don't leave us or forsake us. There is nowhere that we can go that you are too far to reach us and to be with us. So we thank you for your presence, and we ask that you would fill us with your peace. We ask you would fill us with hope, that you would fill us with joy, and that you would use us as proclaimers of that message to other people. And now together, we pray the prayer that you taught your disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us for our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So now um, I invite you to watch this um, video. And then after the video, uh, Pastor Kyle, who is our lead pastor, is going to bring us a message. We are still in the sermon series um, looking at With Jesus. Um, we are in the season of Lent, which is the weeks that build up to Easter. And so we are looking at the life and the ministry of Jesus and um, yeah, examining what it is to actually be with Jesus. Um, so yeah, turn your attention to the screen. It's already there.
Hello, I'm Pastor Kyle Thompson of South Park Church, and just want to thank you all for joining us in worship today. I want to share with you a new tradition that my family and I have just recently started during all of this social distancing. Uh, it's a fun and exciting part of our week when we all gather together anxiously, get into our car, and we go for a drive to the grocery store. When we get there, uh, Laura and the boys stay in the car while I go into the grocery store to do the shopping. We want to limit as much as possible our exposure to other people, obviously. I'll do the grocery shopping, come back to the car, uh, kind of desanitize myself, and I'm glad you don't have to witness that in person. Uh, but that's our, our new ritual, and it's amazing to see how my wife, uh, my sixth grade and second grade sons, uh, and I get so excited about driving to a grocery store so that three of us can sit in a parking lot. Uh, but that's the world that we live in today. And so we're just glad to get out and not have that cabin fever keeping us in. And so that's one thing that we do for fun together. And it also helps that we can also find food to eat. And in the midst of this, uh, recently, my son Luke came into some money that his grandparents had given to him, and he wanted to spend some of that money on candy and junk food. And so he was looking forward to going to the grocery store, hoping that I might let him come inside with me, but I wouldn't let him do that. So we compromised. And what I did was I was going to just give him a call when it was time for me to look for stuff for him. We have recently gotten the boys uh, some debit cards and linked to account. You can kind of see here that they have their own debit cards and they have their own pictures on there. It's really cool. It links to an account where they can go to an app and look up how much money they have. And there's three areas that are listed on that app. There's a spend, there's a save, and then there's a give. And so they can see how much money they have to spend, how much money is in savings, how much money they're going to give to God through the church. And so you can set it up to where an allowance goes in there once chores have been done and checked off on the app. And it's just really neat way to teach them some fiscal responsibility. Every time that they receive money, we ask that they put 80% into their spend, 10% into savings, and 10% into giving to give to God. And so Luke had this money that had been transferred to his card. It was burning a hole in his pocket, just you know, ready to go out and spend some of that. And so when time came again, I gave him a, a phone call to Laura's phone, and I said, what would you like me to get for you? And he, he listed some stuff, a lot of Gatorade, a lot of candy, junk food, stuff like that. And he was having fun spending his own money. And then he said, Dad, I would like for you to pick out something that you would like to have. And I'm going to ask Mom and Nathan to do the same thing. And so that was a really sweet thing for him to do. Uh, Laura said, you know what, I, I don't need anything. Thank you so much. And Nathan said, get me some candy bars. And I asked if I could get a Gatorade. And so, of course, we did that. We got home. Luke had fun, you know, doling out the things that he bought for us. And Nathan then shared with me one of his candy bars. And as a parent, it just warmed my heart to see that there is generosity inside of our sons, inside of our boys. And, and that, was a, that was a special moment. Uh, we're in the midst of this sermon series uh, called With Jesus. This is the season of Lent in the Christian year, which basically is the six weeks that lead up to Easter Sunday. And it's a time for us to reflect about our relationship with God. How is it? with our soul. And so we are examining five different practices uh, or ways of doing things that, that will bring us closer to God that Christians, followers of Jesus, have done for thousands of years. 
And this is based on a study by uh, Pastor Adam Hamilton called The Walk. And so we've examined some of these ways that we grow close to God, that we walk with Jesus, that we spend time with God. We've looked at how to read and study the Bible, how to pray. Pastor Lindsay did an awesome job last week talking about being a living sacrifice and giving ourselves by serving God with our time and our talents, our abilities to do things. And so the regular rotation comes to me today, and the scheduled message, uh, the way that we can connect with Jesus, with God, is about being generous with our money. And I thought about that, and I'm like, wow, this might be a challenging thing given the situation with COVID-19 and lots of people losing jobs and being furloughed, and, and it's, it's a challenging subject for us to wrestle with on, on any given day. And yet, I think that generosity might be more important than ever right now. Generosity is one of the three core values of our church. Uh, the other two are transformation. God meets us where we are and helps us become something more. Relationships is another core value that relationships with God and with each other are the most important things in our lives. And then there's generosity, being generous to God and to other people because God has been so generous to us and so we're generous through our time, the way that we volunteer and serve God, and also through our money. And so it's interesting, I think, that they all three work together, and generosity makes it possible for us to do ministries that help people grow in relationships to God and each other, and also find that life transformation that happens through coming together for worship and studying scriptures together. And, and so they all three work really well together. And again, it might seem inopportune to be talking about financial generosity, but at the same time, it's probably more important than ever because our community is hurting. People are losing their jobs, and people need some help, and it looks like the church is a great option, and so it's much more important, I think, almost maybe than ever, for us to look at what it looks like to be generous. So how can we be generous during an international pandemic. Well, I'd love to just dive into some of the scriptures, into the Bible, because God offers us some great advice when it comes to that. I want to jump in this morning in the very first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis. And what's happening is it's, a, it's kind of a recounting of how God created everything. God created the sun and the moon and the stars and the universe and the earth. And now God is getting ready to create humanity. You and me, all that kind of good stuff. And so let's look in the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 27. So God created humankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, God created them. So God has created us in God's image. That sounds really amazing and cool, but what does it mean? I mean, probably it means that, hey, we're all good looking, that we're creating God's image. I'm sure God is handsome, beautiful, and, and that transfers to us. And so maybe today when you're walking by that mirror, just, just stop for a second and say, hey, you're good looking, right? We're creating the image of God. Uh, but I think it's also much more than that. I think that we're creating God's image means that we're like God. We have attributes that are God-like. For example, God is good. And that we've been created in God's image means that there's a lot of goodness in us, that we can share that goodness with the world. We can help people and, and, and pick people's spirits up. God's also love, and that means that we are able to love one another through our emotions, but 
more so through our actions, the things that we can do, that we can even love people that we don't like because we treat them the way that God wants us to treat them. So we can love like God. God is a forgiving God. We can forgive others. God is a creative God. We can create things in the world to make the world a better place. And so there's a lot of goodness that comes to us, these attributes from God that we've been created in God's image. I want to read you another passage of scripture that helps us understand what it means to be created in God's image. And this is going to come to us from the New Testament in the Gospel of John. The first four books of the New Testament are called Gospels, and that simply means the, the good news, the stories of Jesus. And John was one of the 12 disciples that Jesus spent a lot of time with when he was in ministry here on the earth in the first century. And so John is going to tell us a, a, a story. Actually, he's going to recount some words that Jesus said himself. This is going to be in John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, possibly the most famous passages of Scripture in the whole Bible. These are the words of Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And so Jesus is talking about why he came, that he came to save us. Because even though we're created in this good image of God, there's a lot of goodness in us. We also have the freedom to make choices. And sometimes we make poor choices or bad choices. And we hurt ourselves. We hurt other people. We hurt our relationship with God. So we experience guilt and shame and brokenness. We experience a physical death. Uh, and separation from God, and separation from each other in right relationship, which the Bible uses the word hell for. So there's a lot of stuff that we have to overcome, and we can't do that on our own. So God sent Jesus, God himself, into the world to die for us on a cross and to come back to life so that we could have life to the full, and we could live forever with God in the kingdom of heaven. And so that's an amazing thing that God gave to us. And I think as we look at that, as it links to the book of Genesis, we're going to find out that we are created in God's image, which means that if God gave, that God is a giver, then we are givers ourselves because that's in our DNA. That's in our nature, that God is a giver. God gave so that we also are givers. So we are created to be generous. We're created to be like God. We, we are created to be generous and to share with God and to share with one another. I'm so proud to be the pastor of South Park Church because we are a generous congregation. We have huge hearts. We give to the ministries of our church that, that help people locally, nationally, and internationally. We feed hungry children and adults here in the Charlotte area in Mecklenburg County. We feed people around the world when we pack meals together with other churches and we, we send them all out around the world. We have brought clean water projects to Haiti and have changed people's entire lives. And I could go on and on about the wonderful things that we've been able to accomplish together because we love God and we love people. We, we value these relationships. We want transformation to happen in people's lives. And we realize that to do that, we, we are called to be generous and it brings us a great deal of joy. And we want that to continue even during this time of COVID-19, especially during this time as people are losing jobs and worried about losing jobs and the economy is you know, coming to a halt in so many different ways. It's important for us to be able to continue to offer as much ministry as we can. And so the leadership team of our church, our staff, and our lay leadership team have uh, all come together and we, we're going to continue to focus on our three core values 
And within that, we're going to focus on two things. We're going to focus on caring for the community and our congregation, and we're going to focus on maintaining good communication where we're getting the word and the good news of Jesus out, even in the midst of social distancing. So for for caring, we're going to care for our congregation. We're setting up a, a group of umbrellas where someone's over this group of people and another person's over this group of people so that we make sure everybody in the church is, is in touch with us and we know what's going on. If anybody has a special need, we can help them. So staff's doing this, small group leaders are doing this. We're, we're, we're creating a web to make sure that we don't want anyone to fall through the cracks. We've also created a Barnabas team to help people with physical needs. If someone runs out of food or needs some groceries or needs some toilet paper, whether they're in our church or in our community, we want to be sure to care for, for both. Right? It's a both and. We care for the community. We care for the congregation. And so we've created the Barnabas team, and that's based on a guy named Barnabas in the early church who he sold some property so he'd have money to give to the church to help other people. And so if you have a need, please you know, reach out to us through our website or through our phone number and just give us a call, and we'll try to help you as best we can. And then, of course, we're trying to communicate as much as we can. We're, we're online with you six days a week. We're sending out emails and phone calls and all that good kind of stuff. And so we're shifting some funds that are budgeted in other areas to make this possible. We're also taking advantage of some savings that we have from not having uh, the opportunity to worship live in the movie theater. We're not paying rent during this time, so we can shift some of those funds around. We want to shift all that we can to be generous to help people through care and communication at this time. And so I'm really proud of the leadership of the church for making this a priority. And of course, we want to make sure that our staff can continue to do their jobs. We're, we're doing our jobs in new and in different ways, and our staff is working so hard and it's being so faithful. And we're so proud of our staff, and, and this is our livelihood. And so we appreciate the generosity that we can continue to serve God uh, and support our families. And so that's kind of where we are as a church as we think about how we're going to use the financial resources that we have. And just to give you an update as far as financial resources, I want to thank all of you who have scheduled online gifts and bank drafts, that sort of thing. Those things continue to occur. We've seen a slowdown in what would normally come in with checks and cash that people would bring to worship when we were in the movie theater and putting that in the offering box. And if at all possible, if you can redirect that to the church through our mail, just again, our P.O. box, you can find that on our website. Uh, just that would be a huge help to us at this time. And then we have people giving in addition to that uh, to this newly formed Barnabas team so that we can help people in our community. We can help people in our church who have physical needs. And so thank you, South Park Church, for being so generous because you're making a difference and we're continuing with the mission. The mission continues. We want to continue helping people live life to the full. Now, I know that some of us hear this and we would love to continue to be generous. We, we have big hearts. We want to make sure that other people are taken care of during this time. But we've run into some hard times ourselves. We, we've lost our jobs. We've been furloughed. We're scared we're going to lose our jobs. And, and money is tight. And, and for some of us, we just don't have an income stream anymore. Well, well let me just be clear, and, and, and hopefully this will help you feel better. You can't give what you don't have. So you, If you don't have an income, you can't give anything to, to be generous with money. And so God understands that. We understand that. And maybe this is your time to, to receive gifts from others. And so again, if you're in trouble, if, if you need some help, if you've lost your job, 
If, if we can help you in any way, please reach out to us, connect you with the Barnabas team. There's ways to apply for unemployment. It looks like the government is working on some kind of a stimulus package to help all of us. Uh, so again, if we can help you, please let us know how we can do that. Uh, and then I think all of us are feeling the strain of this and the stress of this. And I do think that for most of us, we might be able uh, to give more than, than we think. There might be more there than, we, than, we, than we're aware of. In the story, in the Gospels, again, stories of Jesus, Jesus observes a widow give two small coins to God through the temple, the Jewish temple. That was kind of like our church today. And Jesus turned to someone else and said that, that she gave more than anyone else had given the entire day. Even though others had given a larger sum, she gave more. And what does that mean? Well, to be a widow in Jesus' day meant that you lived in utter extreme poverty. You didn't have a husband who worked and could bring home money to care for the family. It was a patriarchal system. That's the way it was. I know that kind of stinks. That's the way it was. And so she couldn't earn money on her own. And so she was left to the community, supposed to be support her. Sometimes the community did well with that. Sometimes it didn't. So widows were very poor. And so she didn't have anything really to give except for those two coins. And she gave it all to God. Jesus said, you know, that is the heart of generosity. I mean, that is an extreme sacrifice in giving. And I'm not asking you to do that. I don't think that you need to give all your money to God right now. I think the point is that she found something to give, even though she had nothing. She had a huge heart, and so, so she made it happen. And so I, I think if we take some time to think about how we can be generous, we might surprise ourselves. Uh, in my own life, uh, just to kind of show you where we are as a family I work full-time for the church. My wife uh, works from home part-time. She does piano lessons. Uh, you can see her piano behind me right here. And no worries, I'm not going to play that or try to sing for you today. But uh, she, she has an income, and it's, uh, it, it's helped for us. We rely on that. And in this time, she's had to pause her piano lessons because of the social distancing, and that's kind of where we are right now. So we're, we're missing her income. And so we've been sitting down and looking at our budget to see what we can do because we've made a financial commitment to God through our church, supporting the ministry budget and also supporting our capital campaign to build our new campus to reach more people for Jesus in South Park. And we want to honor those commitments. And those are sacrificial commitments for us in the best of times. And we want to do everything that we can to make sure that we can continue to do that. So we've been looking at our budget, seeing how we can continue to be generous because we believe in the mission of our church. We believe that God wants us to help people live life to the full. And that takes financial generosity. We want to make sure that we do our part. And so we've been looking at our budget. And of course, there's some things that we can save. We can save uh, spending money uh, on gas because we're just not driving as much other than going to the grocery store every so often, as I mentioned earlier. We're going to save money on eating out. We're not going to be able to eat out as much. Uh, we are trying to get some takeout to support some of our favorite restaurants to, to show them some support in all of this as well. But we're going to have some savings there. We don't need to buy any new clothes. We don't need to buy any new toys, any new books. We, we've got all kinds of stuff here that we have, we have more than we need. And in looking at the budget, we, I found something, we found something very interesting. A few years ago, we cut off our cable television. We, we just cut the cord. We thought we were paying too much for it. We weren't using it as much. We weren't watching many channels. And so we just didn't think it was worth uh, using our money. That we, were being, we weren't being good stewards of our money doing that. And so we cut that off. 
and we started, you know, subscribing to some of these streaming services because that was cheaper. And what we found out in reviewing our budget right now, we're subscribed to like five different entertainment streaming services, which is fun. It's neat to see, but how much television can we really watch? We, we've got subscriptions to Netflix and to Sling and to Amazon Prime and to BritBox. We like our British uh, culture television kind of stuff. We, we subscribe to Disney Plus, which also includes Hulu and ESPN Plus. So we've got all of this entertainment and, you know, it's, it, it's added up here and there. It's like a nickel and dime is here and there. Now we're, we're probably spending more than we were spending on cable television. And then we have a subscription to Apple Music for the family that we can listen to any music that we want to listen to. We have a subscription for Luke that he pays for himself to Xbox Live where he can he can talk to or play video games with his friends online. We even have a subscription for our doorbell. So that we have one of those smart doorbells that has a camera and, and you can talk to people and hear people through an intercom and, and you can record what happens at your door. Like if someone steals your package or something like that, or you can see who's ringing your doorbell. And, and we have a subscription that videotapes our, 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 our doorbell. And we do it personally not so much because we're scared of security issues or someone stealing our package. It's just the boys have a lot of friends who come and ring the doorbell and we like to mess with them with the intercom and we make some good videos and we have fun showing them that. But but my point is we don't need all those subscriptions. That's crazy. And so we're cutting back on that because that's a way that simple way that we can save from something that we don't need so that we can help ourselves be more generous to the commitments that we've made to God. And so I think if we all did that, if we all examined our budgets, we would find there's stuff in there that we just don't need that we can stop using. We were not even going to miss it, and we can use that to be generous to help other people, especially in these difficult times. So what, Pastor Kyle? What's the point? What's the big idea? What do you want me to walk away from with today? What, what can we take from the scripture and the message today? I would say it's this. We give because God gave. We give because God gave. God gave us life. God gave us the universe. God gives us friends. God gives us families. God gives us sunsets. But most especially, God gave his son Jesus for us. When you talk about sacrificial giving, you talk about giving till it hurts, who among us would, would offer up our own child sacrificially for another one of us? Right? I love you all, but there's no way that I would sacrifice my children for you. Right? God gave until it hurts. God continues to give. But the point is, we give. We're generous because God gave so much to us. Right? We're created in God's image. God's a giver, which makes us givers. God continues to give. We give because God gave of himself in Jesus. And so what I would invite you to do this week is to sit down and simply make out your generosity plan that you're going to use through this social distancing, this COVID-19, this whole time to say, hey, I believe in the mission God has given us to help people live life to the full. I know that's going to take me being sacrificial and being generous with my financial resources. So what does that look like for me? Discuss that with family, pray about that, and just make that personal decision. That's between you and God. What does that look like? We give 
because God gave. We give because we get to be a part of something bigger than ourselves and to help people in a time when people need God the most. Again, we're creating God's image. There's a lot of goodness in us, but we also have the freedom to choose, and sometimes we just make the wrong choices. That hurts us. It hurts other people. It hurts our relationship with God. It brings guilt into our lives. It brings shame into our lives. It brings broken relationships. That's what hell really is, broken relationships. We're separated from each other. And Jesus said, that's not why I created people. I want them to live life to the full. I want them to live with me forever and eternity. And so he came and he gave his life on the cross. And when he did that, he, he defeated wrongdoing or sin. He defeated guilt. He defeated shame. He defeated death. He defeated hell. And instead, now he gives us joy and peace and life to the full and life everlasting. If we ask Jesus for his forgiveness, if we believe in what he did and ask him to be our Lord and Savior, And let me be really crystal clear, right? We don't buy this with our money. We can't earn this. This is God's gift to us. We give because God gave. So think and pray about how you can be generous during these times because I think more than ever, generosity is needed the most. We give because God gave. Let's pray about that together. Gracious and ever-loving God, thank you for the many things that you give us. You give us life, you give us relationships, you transform us, you meet us and help us to become something more, Lord. You also gave of yourself through your son, Jesus, through the sacrifice on the cross, God. We thank you that you are so generous. And we ask during these difficult times, God, that you would help us to reflect on how we can also be generous and give back to you and help other people in these difficult times. God, we pray for all those who are battling the front lines of this coronavirus. Please help us find a cure, God. Please heal those who are sick. Please comfort those who've lost loved ones who have died. Be with our healthcare workers, Lord, all those who are in the trenches. And God, we just thank you, knowing that in all of this, you are with us and you continue to give of yourself. In Christ's holy name we pray, amen. Now I'm excited to invite Cole to come and lead us uh, in the song, Our God, in which we have a chance to just sing back to God how great and how awesome he is for all that he's done for us. So Cole, if you come and lead us, and if we will all just give of ourselves in this moment of worship. Well, church, what a great message we just heard. Come on, let's take this next opportunity and sing about how great our God is, how he's stronger than any illness out there. Come on, in this season, I believe that we need to stay faithful. We need to trust in Him, that He is greater than all things. Come on, will you sing this with me in your kitchen, in your living room? Will you worship our God with me? Because I believe wherever you are, His presence will be. Come on, let's sing this together. What are you turning wide? Open the eyes of the blind There's no one like you There's none like you Into the darkness you shine Out of the ashes we rise There's no one like you There's none like you 
Argon is greater, Argon is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, our God, into the darkness you shine. Out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you. None like you. Cause our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer. Awesome and power. Our God. Our God. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. And if our God is for us, then who can ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then who can stand against? And if our God is for us, then who can ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then who can stand against? Who can stand against? Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God, oh. Hey, so thanks so much for joining us for our service today online. Um, I'm going to close us out with a Bible verse um, as a prayer over you today. This comes from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow by the power of the Holy Spirit. So um, go in peace today and we will see you tomorrow for a fireside chat at 109.